you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from the Show.com. The Chris Voss Show. Dot com. I'm just here for the brain bleed, folks. Welcome to the Chris Voss Show, guys. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. We have an amazing author we're talking today, all the way from London and England, all at the same time. London, England. All. <laughs> there's not a London anywhere else in the world, is there? I mean, there's certainly not the beautiful city, but I don't think there is a London city anywhere in the world. Uh, so, you know, there you go. So London, England, you'll be finding out more about geography on the show. Uh, things that you skip while you were asleep or drooling on your desk uh, in elementary school. Uh, today we'll have her on the show. Also to learn more about it, uh, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss. Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. See all the places we are on the interwebs, the big LinkedIn group, the big LinkedIn newsletter. And for more of me uh, saying the word the, you can uh, you can uh, tune in for that. Further share your family, friends, relatives. Give us a five-star rating over there on the iTunes. Uh, today, she is launching her new book. Uh, comes out August 30th, 2022. The Lost Ticket. You know, in four months, I'm going to be saying 2023. Oh, my gosh. The Lost Ticket by Freya Sampson, an amazing author. She's written a couple books here. And uh, she'll be talking about her latest book that uh, is coming out. You want to order it up and get it? Well, it's hot off the bookshelves. Uh, she works in television as a creator and executive producer. Her credits include... Two documentary series for the BBC about the British royal family, as well as a number of factual and entertainment series. Wait, was the British family not the factual part, or was it the factual part? We'll find out later. Uh, she studied history at Cambridge University and in 2018 was shortlisted for the Exeter Nobel Prize. Uh, not a so you didn't get the no you didn't get the Nobel Prize, you got the Nobel Prize. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really like the way you said that. Let's just go with the Exeter Nobel Prize. I'll yeah, take that one. <laughs> we'll do that, yeah. Uh, she lives in London with her husband, two children, and an antisocial cat, which we'll definitely have to ask her about on the show. Welcome to the show, Freya. How are you? I'm very well, Chris. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks for coming on. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, give us your dot coms or wherever you want people to find you on those interwebs tubes that run in the sky. Uh, so uh, I have a website, which is freya-sampson.com. And then on most of the social medias, I am uh, Freya Sampson author. So pretty easy to find. There you go. So tell us more about the uh, British Royal Family BBC documentary you did. No, just, we'll get, we'll, we'll I'm get very to, to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I didn't come on here to talk about that. I come here to talk about my book, damn it. No, we'll get the dirt later. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, do, do you have a name for that? So people can look that up. My mom's one of those BBC watching fans over here. Yeah. So, um, I think I'm trying to remember that it had a slightly different name in America. I think it was called like a year with the Royals or something was one of them. A then, the and a year at Windsor Castle. We'll have to check that one. out. We got the plug in there anyway. I got the plug in there for you. Uh, so let's talk about your newest book. Now this is your second book. Is that my understanding? Correct. It is. That's correct. Yes. There we go. And uh, so what motivated you want to write this book? And is it a novel? Do I have that correct? 
yeah, it's a novel. Um, so it was inspired by um, a story. So my first book was set in a library. And I heard this amazing story when I was researching this book, um, The Lost Ticket, about it was about a woman who was 102 years old. And she had spent mm -hmm. years trying to find this book that her father had read her as a child. She couldn't remember the title, but she really wanted to find this book again. And she'd never been able to find it. And she mentioned it to a librarian. And this librarian, because librarians are superheroes, went on a mission. And not only did she trace the book, but then she and her colleagues recorded themselves reading it. So this 102-year-old lady could listen to the story one last time. And I was like blown away this lovely act of kindness but also this idea that actually the library it wasn't just the old, the lady who'd got pleasure all the librarians had really enjoyed it as well and mm -hmm. I was like I think there's a book in that on like a, a sort of a long search someone who spent decades looking for something um, and this sort of group of strangers who come together to try and help them find it but I realized a book perhaps wasn't the most dramatic uh, for, us, for in my novel. So it's a woman. So it's a man who has spent oh. 60 years riding this London bus trying to find a woman he met as a 22-year-old and the strangers oh, wow. who come to try and help him. And and so and so this is kind of one of those lost connections sort of thing. Like, exactly. uh, I, I don't know if they have them in London, but over here we have a thing called Craigslist. And uh, it's used for all sorts of things, selling things and, and uh, selling goods. If you want to hire like a lawnmower person, you can. It's kind of like a bulletin board, an old style internet bulletin board. Still is. Um, and they have like a lost connection section on there. And yeah. it's it's kind of interesting to go on there. You go on there and, you know, you see some romantic stuff. People like, I saw you from across the the Starbucks and you were drinking a latte and you spilled it on yourself and suddenly I was in love with you. I don't know. <laughs> making funny scenarios. Uh, I, I, or, you know, I, and if only I could, I fell in love with you and if only I could find you. So is it, is it kind of that sort of thing? It but is. Without the and spilling fact, of the. Yeah. Less spilling. It's, it's, in fact, we have a, in a, there's a, a newspaper in this country, a free newspaper they give out on buses and trains called Metro. Oh. And it has something called Rush Hour Crush, which is exactly that. It's like oh, serious? the guy in the Chris Voss show hat. I was the uh -huh. lady who spilled the cappuccino down my front on the Northern <laughs> Line. Let's meet for dinner. So and in fact, I, I feature it in the book because I'm obsessed with those columns. I'm always like, A, who actually does them? And B, do they ever connect? Do they ever find their person? See, so you've touched on what I always thought when I looked at him in the in the curio, the curious, the curiosity of those columns. When I, you know, like so I'll go on there, like usually I would hire movers off the Craigslist, and they're usually cheaper than you know hiring off of you know the expensive guys who're like, yeah, I'll charge a million bucks. Uh, so I just hire some guys that usually have a truck, and they're usually cheaper. And uh, so anytime I would ever go on there, I'd be like, hey, I wonder what's in the lost column. And you go read it, and like you say. You you wonder like you're like I wonder if anybody ever like like the the two people meet and they yeah. you know they get married or something and have kids and you know they're the old people that you see holding hands you're like how did you meet oh there's this time at Starbucks or on the bus <laughs> and uh, you know somebody should do the movie about that maybe your book should be turned into a movie so we can uh, I mean you know. from your mouth to Hollywood's ear please Chris there you if go anyone, there you go if anyone's listening. <laughs> I want to cut of that. So uh, Spielberg, yeah. <laughs> call me. Um, and I wish I had that kind of power. I, 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 there's so many great stories that come on the show like yours. Uh, so, yeah, I always wonder, 
Like what happens? So you have the story here. Uh, give us the name of some of the the, the uh, characters that are in the story. So um, Libby is the main character and she is a young woman who has just had her heart horribly broken by mm. her boyfriend. And she's she arrives in London literally with her life packed into two bags. And on the bus, she meets Frank, who is our elderly gentleman who has spent 60 years trying to find this woman. And I should say, so the reason he spent 60 years trying to find her, because he met her on the bus in 1962, fell in love with her. She wrote her number on a bus ticket and he lost it. Oh. I mean, honestly, Frank, what a move. He lost the ticket. Oh, that's awful. That <laughs> I know. Awful. Uh, so Libby decides to help Frank in his search um, with the help of Frank's carer, who is a punk rocker by the name of mm-hmm. Dylan. So mm-hmm. he joined the search too. Hi, folks. Here's Voss here with a little station break. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. We'll resume here in a second. Uh, I'd like to invite you to come to my coaching speaking and training courses website. You can also see our new podcast over there at chrisvossleadershipinstitute.com. Over there, you can find all the different stuff that we do for speaking engagements. If you'd like to hire me, uh, training courses that we offer and coaching for leadership, management, entrepreneurism, uh, podcasting, corporate stuff, uh, with over 35 years of experience in business and running companies as a CEO. Uh, I think I can offer a wonderful breadth of information information and knowledge to you or anyone that you want to invite me to for your company. Thanks for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you listening to the show and be sure to check out chrisvossleadershipinstitute.com. Now back to the show. So this becomes quite the bus adventure of everyone trying to help him find. And, and so he just keeps riding the bus yeah. hoping one day she'll step onto the bus. Yeah, exactly. Never been able to get over it. The one that got away. You know, I've had that happen to me, I think, at least once. I had, uh, you know, I was at the club getting phone numbers, and I think uh, there was one time I got a number that was either written on my hand, a phone number, or it was put on a napkin, and uh, there was a little bit too much drinking that took place that night, and the next morning when I woke up, the uh, the the stuff was smeared. And I think there was another time where I either lost the napkin or the napkin had gotten wet because, you know, you're just sitting yeah. at a cocktail um, and uh, and lost the number. And I think it's happened to me twice in my lifetime. And, and do you, you wonder, that. one of them, yeah. the future yeah. you uh, never know, I mean, right? I, I don't talk to ugly girls. I mean, I, she, they were uh, nice girls. So, uh, yeah, you wonder. You're just like, man, what if that was the one or whatever? So uh, do they do they all how does it play out? Do they, or you can't, of course, tell us a lot of stuff with an all the end or in the middle, but do they all, do they all search beyond the bus system or do they stay yeah, within so the it, bus it, system? Yeah. So the bus is how it starts, but obviously mm-hmm. it expands out and become, it kind of gets, gains its own momentum. It becomes a bit of a social media thing. Lots of other people become involved in the search. So yes, it does. Um, and it's, and it's, I mean, it's set in London and it's all around London. So American readers, I'm sure, will recognize lots of the sort of famous mm. tourist sites that are featured in the book as they wow. search. Wow. Now, uh, I guess he has dementia or progressing yeah. dementia. And so they're trying to, or they're racing its time to, to unite exactly. these two. Wow. Exactly. That, he that... wants to find her before he can't remember her anymore. Wow. 
That's that's wild. You know, one of my favorite movies, uh, and I forget the name of it, but it's a movie that's done in South Korea or Japan, and uh, a guy's uh, a guy's family is killed. He comes from Italy, and and he he has onset dementia, and he's working with uh, some guys to get revenge. In fact, I think it's called revenge. Um, and but he ha- he's he's fighting to get. The, you know, the, the killers killed in revenge uh, for his family um, uh, before the dementia kicks in. And that's wow. part of the, the thrill of the film. So I think this is quite the element you put into your book uh, where, you know, it's a race against time. You know, they, they don't yes. have much time left. And yeah. so uh, so I guess we have to buy the book and read the book to find out if they if ever achieve their goal. No, I'm going to tell you that, I'm afraid. <laughs> Buy the book. <laughs> I kind of figured. I kind of figured. Darn it. Um, so, in, in, uh, so do you see her uh, on, in 1962? Does the rest of the story play out in modern day times? Yeah. So we, we open in 1962 the first time he sees her, but then mm-hmm. everything happens in 2022. Oh. There you go, and so they're they're constantly. Uh, uh, you've got a, it mentions there's a lot of quirky characters in the book. Tell us why yeah. you made some of those choices. So my background is in TV, as you said. I've spent many years making TV programs, and lots. One one of the things that they all have in common, from programs about the royal family to programs about like bed and breakfast owners, is I'm just I'm really interested in quirky characters, and like the royal family, where they're definitely quirky characters, right? So uh, I'm just always really drawn to sort of slightly eccentric, unusual, uh, slightly different people. And so I like to populate my novel with um, kind of memorable characters, you know, characters that you like spending time with that are hopefully at the end of the book, you're like, oh, that was super fun to hang out with them. That's the aim. There you go. Well, that's that's good to have. I mean, the characters can make up all of the all of the. all of the different facets of a book. And it sounds like, you know, you've got the compressed pressure of the, of the uh, uh, dementia that's there. And so, you know, everyone's going, let's, let's get this done. And I think, I think it's an interesting thing. I mean, people love love, I guess, when it comes down to it, it drives people to do funny things, I suppose. I think that's very true. I think we've all yeah. done strange things for love, haven't we? And I think we also, all of us love the idea, or lots of us love the idea of that sort of one big love. And mm-hmm. the book kind of explores whether that can come true, if that is, you know, if it is mm-hmm. just a fantasy or if actually if that does exist. So, um, again, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I think we're all yeah. attracted, to, all many of us are attracted to that. Yes. Every morning I wake up, and and the first thought of my of my day is my love and uh and and uh, i wake to them and and i'm just like uh i go searching for them in the house and uh open up the coffee maker put the coffee in and and true love comes pouring out every morning every morning <laughs> just my best companion is a cup of joe um but i try not to spill the frappuccino down the front so tell us more about this cat what's going on with your cat well um, do you know what i realize i say antisocial in my bio but actually most cats are antisocial aren't they that's like, true sort of like just saying i've got a cat who's a cat yeah. uh she's lovely she's uh, very cute but she hates humans I mean, she just ah. hates all humans <laughs> you know it, really that's like, an interesting not, thing not a i mean cat. A cat's an interesting thing. It likes you half the time and hates you the other half of the time. 
And uh, I always tell people the joke, you know, uh, cats are a lot like women. And I I have often said, if I ever, if I ever settle down and quit being single, I'll get a wife or or people say, well, Chris, you should get a wife. And I'm like, if I want something that hates me half the time and loves me half the time, I'll get a cat. Or maybe the joke goes the other way. I forget. It's an old joke of mine, but uh, (laughs) uh, the, so the antisocial cat, is there, is there any other antisocial things that we need to, I just feel like we need, since we put that in the bio, it has to, we have to square that peg. Oh, what about, about the cat? Yeah, being antisocial. Uh, yeah, I mean, she bites, she scratches. Really? She's like unbelievably aggressive towards my children who are still young. Really? Uh, yeah, no, she's a real, she's a real character. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A, that is an antisocial cat. Yeah, she really um, is. Uh, yeah, Maybe. no, and she, she refuses to be around us except when I, so I've, shut my office door so of course she's meowing outside the door now pretending that she wants to come uh-huh. in but if i let her come in she would like stick her bum in my face and then leave again because you know that's what cats do right that's uh, uh yeah that's definitely anti-social yeah. <laughs> yeah. you should uh should she a shrink see if they can yeah work that you know, we cat. considered it like finding a cat shrink we just cat keep shrink, everything yeah. mellow with age but so mm. far she's not mellowed yeah. Uh, how long have you felt this way about your mother? Well, she abandoned me and my eight other siblings when we were children. So, but uh, there you go. Uh, so this is pretty interesting. On the British Royal Family BBC thing, does that have any, does that have any juicy bits on it? Uh, so many, but none that I can tell you because I had to sign very to sign strict non-disclosure ah. agreements. Ah. It, was, it was very interesting. So I spent... I think four years, three or four years in total filming wow. with the royal family. And I, we had like access, you know, really good. Oh, access. you had access. So this is yeah, like yeah, I had, I had, No, I had an office in Buckingham Palace. Oh, uh, wow. So we've traveled the world with the royals. I came to the White House with the mm-hmm. Queen uh, mm-hmm. when she was visiting George Bush when he was president, the oh. second Bush. So it was really amazing. Like we went from kind of Afghanistan to Washington to Estonia with them. And we traveled all sorts of places filming kind of the working life of the Royals. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I mean, you know, I got to meet them all and interview some of them and yeah, it was good. Yeah. I, 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 when she got to COVID recently, I would last year, I think and the whole thing seems like a recent event the last years, but when she got COVID, I was like, so worried. I was like, Oh man, I hope, you know, the last you live for, you live through all everything she lived through world war two, yeah. uh, you know, everything in the craziest, uh, in the craziest life. And, uh, what a journey. And you're, I'm like, I, that would like suck if you get knocked off by the yeah, you know, by stupid COVID. little virus. But yeah. you know, I, you, 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 you look at her and I, I, you know, yeah, I, I know, uh, people in England have, uh, probably a real affection for her, at least a lot, a lot of people maybe. Um, but, but I look at her and, you know, I, I'm a big Churchill fan and you look at her, her life, like everything she's seen, like, you know, when we sent our idiot boy, orange uh, haired uh, 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 Muppet over to you guys and, you know, he was doing stupid stuff that was embarrassing. <laughs> like, I think he walked in front of her at one point and uh, uh, and she she had that look on her face, like, you know, a grandmother who wants to kick your ass. <laughs> and uh, uh and and you just you know one of our presidents goes over and she's like I've I've seen I've known yeah. people back to FDR. I've met sixteen of you guys yeah, I've seen yeah. sixteen of you guys you guys are just like a rotating thing and yeah. I've been here the whole time and you just think of what she's seen in her life yeah 
And what the secrets she must know. And the, yeah, the secrets and the and the uh you know, I, I have a lot you know, I've seen a lot of stuff fifty four years, but certainly nothing from her vantage point and and her uh thing. But you just like her 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 take on it. Like, does she have an autobiography that she's ever written? No. Like the, and she never will. She never uh, will. Wow. Yeah. Like uh, maybe I don't know if, I don't know how long it that's there might well be some point in a hundred years' time where her diaries get released, like Queen Victoria's uh, diaries you can read. So maybe one day, but no, like I mean, and actually aside from our documentary, uh, mm. which was a while ago, like she mm. there's nothing. She, and we and we sh- we we couldn't even interview her, like she won't wouldn't be interviewed. She oh. is she is a lady who is not sharing her secrets. No, she's kind a lady. Of, yeah. 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 The um, yeah, but just one extraordinary vantage point, insight yeah. on history, you know. like the thing. Oh yeah. yeah, just just everything she's lived through, mm. um, the extraordinary characters uh, that she's had to put up with. Yeah. Um, you know, she probably just sits around and goes, "You're a freaking idiot compared to Churchill," or I don't even know if she liked Churchill. Um, but you know, it's just <laughs> her attitudes. Yeah. She must have a like. Like I say, I lived fifty four years and I have some different attitudes based upon what I've seen. You know, she's what, like in her nineties? She's what, like 97, 90, 97. Like late nineties now, yeah. I think. Might yeah. have made that up, but late nineties, yeah. Okay. I'm surprised she tolerates anybody at this point. Yeah. She's like she's like uh, her autobiography to? would just be like <laughs> the hell with all the of thing, you. The thing that's extraordinary, I mean, so I think, you know, whether you love or hate the royal family and you know, people have really mixed feelings about them. You have to kind of respect the fact that, like, she is in her late nineties and she's still working. Like, yeah. she's still doing all these events, as you say, meeting all these people. When she's like, "I just want to put my feet up and watch a movie," but she can't. Yeah. She's like, "Still, go- I mean, it's really exhausting. I would yeah, not she- wish that life on anyone." Yeah, and then uh, I think she's got to kick Charles in the ass every day for I don't know whatever he says or does. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then she's got to deal with the whole family. That's Disastrous a little, sons. A little too weird. With yeah. all the sons and the the kids, and you know, yeah. you got you got this one over here and that one over here, and you're just trying to manage them all and be like, can you not embarrass me? Like I've been doing this for ninety years. I'm a pro yeah. at it. I, I I don't embarrass myself. I'm not out there dancing on stages or you know doing stupid stuff, you know, and marrying horses and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know, there's a Charles joke in there somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, your book sounds delightful, and it sounds like a lot of fun. I've always wondered about those misconnections, so I think tapping into that is is something that people really love. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it is. I think it's something, as we've said, that lots of people wonder about. You know, even however happily in a relationship you are, there's always the one that you still think about, the one that got away. And I just wanted to explore that idea of <laughs> a sixty-year search for that one. Or in Chris's one, case, the fifty that got away. <laughs> the fifty that got away, pretty much, yeah. And and that have restraining orders against me, so I can't I can't contact them, even if you know I got a bus full of people to help me. So there's that. I do not have any restraining orders, by the way. That is a joke, people. I just want to make that clear. I'm very proud of that fact. That, you know, I had, I I had years ago. I had a girl uh, that I didn't call back after a second time uh, because I was like, okay, she's clearly not interested in the old voicemail. Uh, days and then uh, a year later she showed up at a party and her friend came to me and said you know um she really wanted you to chase her and i go look I don't, i'm not gonna get a i'm not getting her a restraining order i'm not gonna sit there and call her like a stalker but uh evidently that was her mix of bag um 
<laughs> I'm just like, uh, whatever. So anyway, that's a joke, people. You can check court records if you don't believe me. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully you've loved our uh, loved our uh, vault. No, no. We, you've loved our jog across the pond to our wonderful folks at Le- London, England. Thank you very much for being on the show, Freya. We certainly appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for having me, Chris. I'm just searching for jokes now at the end. Uh, be sure to check out the book, uh, What's Your .com, Freya, so people can find you on the interwebs. It's Freya hyphen Sampson. There you go. There you go. Uh, be sure to check out the book. Uh, you can go to anywhere fine books are sold, but stay out of those alleyway bookstores. They're dark. They're damp. Uh, you might catch uh, influenza, or you might get uh, step on a nail. I did one yesterday, and and uh, now I got to go get a tetanus shot. The uh, by the way, the the movie that I was referring to earlier in the show, beautiful movie called Vengeance, and it's a South Korean, I believe, film. South Japan, South Korea, one of those two. Uh, but it's an amazing film, and the guy has dementia, so I'll leave that in there so people aren't writing me later going, "What the hell movie are you referencing?" Yeah. And then you don't tell us. You just leave us on a cliffhanger, Chris, which is how we end the show. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.